What's up, everybody? It's your host, Holly Michelle, with Thoughts Straight Podcast. Coming to you with another episode. I won't say we're in order. So today's topic is toxicity, um, how it affects you from childhood to adulthood. We have guest Jay on the line. What's up, y'all? So, um, toxicity. Uh, what exactly does it mean? I think, like, in this day and age, I hear that word so much. And you have certain people who also hear it or they're maybe being called toxic and they get offended and they feel like it's an overused word because we just use it in regards to any type of behavior. Anything that we just don't like, we call it toxic. (laughs) I get that. For me, I almost want to say, I think toxicity is more about um, repetitious behavior particularly from generation to generation because we're not learning from because we're not learning from it type of deal so let's see toxic through what is this oxford says a very harmful or unpleasant very harmful or unpleasant unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way it gave an example of a toxic relationship. So eh, I think that's still kind of broad. But um, in regards to how I feel in regards to toxic, I do feel the same as you. It is a repetitive behavior. Um, however, I think uh, when it comes to toxic and as far as behavior, behaviors a lot of times are learned. Um, and some people don't actually act off of behavior, just who they are. So, and when I say who they are, I always think to myself, again, them carrying it from generation to generation, like you said, generation to generation, generation, or from their childhood to their adulthood. They'd never learned from it um, in childhood or never was, you know, taught differently or um, was confronted in regards to, to whatever they were doing and they carried it on to their adulthood. And in this time frame, they still feel it's okay because no one still has, has not said anything to them or told them a different way or they just maybe don't care. So would it be safe to say like toxicity comes from a place of um, like hurt, like something you haven't resolved or dealt with, or maybe it's something that has been going on for so long, like you don't even notice it. Yeah, I would say that for sure. I think a lot of people probably function in that, um, in that realm where they think it's okay because nobody's ever confronted them or they think it's okay because maybe they feel like it's worked for them. Okay. I can see that. Like, uh, when I had done, when I did therapy, the reason why, one of the reasons why I went in there is because I had a, a question posed to me in regards to like past relationships. Like, why did you deal with them? You know, like why, why did you deal with them? So it made me feel like I needed to address myself and actually take a look at the situation and be like, why did I put up with that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've seen a lot lately where it'll say, like, women tend, or people tend to put up with things because they feel like they have to, um, like, bad behavior, toxic behavior, or um, relationships that don't benefit or whatever the case is. It was talking about that, but it was saying it's, it's um, tied to either something they went through in childhood or a trauma they went through um, in recent times that makes them feel like they have to hold on. And 
So when I went to therapy, I wasn't thinking that, you know, I had my particular behavior was toxic. That the reason why I was wanting to go, I just felt like it was something that I didn't recognize myself. And when somebody else shows you or tells you, Hey, like, why do you do this? You know, so like I ask people a lot of questions, like I recently asked somebody like, what are your triggers? You know what I'm saying? It's something that was a reaction to me being triggered. So my quote unquote toxic behavior was a reaction to something that triggered me that I was, you know, affected by. And I didn't recognize that I even had a trigger. I just was responding to something and that was that to me. But to them, it was like, that's an odd response for this type of thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely understand that. So maybe give me an example. So let's see. Oh, I can give you an example. Go ahead. So I know for me, we're talking about like generational things and whatnot. For me in my household, uh, I want to say, um, like verbal abuse mm-hmm. was a thing in you know in my household or whatever. So, uh, verbal abuse is a trigger for me, and as far as like in relationships, you know, like calling me out of you know my name or demeaning me in any kind of way, and just in everyday life, like blatant disrespect. It's like I can be the coolest person in the world, but. You know, you catch me on the wrong day and you just, you know, come at me sideways with that blatant respect. I can go from zero to 100. Like, mm-mm, nope, this is something I don't do. I don't tolerate it. Like, I'm I'm giving you that same, I'm giving you that same energy. We being disrespectful, okay. Look. And I, <laughs> hey, I had to learn that that is, like, not healthy because, you know, as, you know, as a Sagittarius, I'm just like, <laughs> hey. I'm going to meet your petty, and I'm just going to take it, like, one degree lower every time. <laughs> it's just like, I got I got to get it. It's just like, boom, I'm going for the gut punch every time. And it's like, or even dealing with my brother, like, sometimes, you know, if we argue, you know, he's like, hey, you just took that too far. He's like, why you got to take it that far? Like, <laughs> You know, and I'm just like, well, I thought that's what we was doing. Like, you ain't supposed to be going there with me if you can't handle it type of deal. Right. So it's one of the things over time I've had to learn, like, you know, that's, you know, that's not cool. You need to find a way to uh, deal with this. So I know, like you said, one of my triggers is verbal abuse or for sure physical abuse. I don't do any kind, any kinds of that. Like, if we got to do that to one another, then we just don't need to be uh, with one another. But I've had to learn how to express that to my mate. Like, I do it up front. Like, look, you know, this is what I do. You know, uh, if we have a heated discussion or something like that, that's fine. You know, what couple doesn't. But if I tell you I need a break and I need to step away to gather myself or I just start laying bombs on you and saying things that I regret, give me that time. Allow me to go get myself together calm down and let me come back to you so I can speak to you in a respectful manner type of deal but I had to learn that wasn't always like that but see like okay so what you just explained was like an example that I could give too but that again it's a it's a trigger but it's it's a a trait that was learned that I use as a defense mechanism you know what I'm saying so to me 
it's okay for me. I'm thinking it's, I feel like it's okay because that's how I defend myself. That's how I protect my heart or protect myself. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely grew up in the sense of um, when somebody did something to me, I want to get them back. So it was very tit for tat, right? Mm -hmm. And I took that all the way into severe adulthood. Like, just don't play with me ever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will say that out loud. Like, don't ever play with me if you don't want to be hurt. I don't play. I ain't running around here with no one-year-old. If I want to play, I go to daycare. But, like, <laughs> I took it to adulthood. But, like, like I said, going to therapy, it was like, there's a reason why you do this. <laughs> it is a trigger, but it is mainly because you feel like, for me, if I felt like I wasn't um, protected, I guess, during childhood, per se. And with me feeling like I'm not, I wasn't protected, I built a defense. And my defense for myself was to return whatever is given to me. Right. So on the flip side though, when you take that and you utilize it in places where you really don't need to, because the the outcome should be that you learn from what that trigger is or what that issue is, and you figure out a different way to go about handling the situation and you continue that, that's toxic behavior. Even though I personally feel like ain't nothing wrong with it. Like some people need to be chopped down just a little bit. Chopped down, they need to be shown exactly what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like because I feel like they still gonna get away with it if I don't show them something. You know what I'm saying? I still feel like it's okay. But on the flip side, when you dealing with other people, when they look at that on the outside, they be like, "So you're not better than this?" And yeah, I am. But today I don't want to (laughs) be. You mean you saying like? Yeah, I am. You know what I'm saying? And yes, I understand figuring out a different way to handle situations or attack certain things. However, in certain situations, like I said, I feel like it's okay. But on the other side of things, you know, maybe when you look at it later on or we look at it later on, we say, could have did something totally different. You know, we know it was, it may be wrong or maybe toxic or, or maybe something that we shouldn't do. But in the moment, it was the right choice. I can agree with that kind of sort of because I, I mean I'm not gonna lie and say I'm perfect and and I never do it because as you were describing that I, I have a clear depiction of something that happened to me a couple of years ago and you know I tried that you know let's you know calm down let's you know say what's on your mind express yourself in a nice and positive way but this particular lady's response you know <laughs> It, it's basically I'm gonna say really what it was is at the time I considered it like a racial slur mm-hmm. and so I I lost it and this particular lady I scared her because <laughs> I because I lost it you know I, I lost it and I'm just like so you know I came to you and and real quick I just give you like a gist of the situation you know, I was in a kind of confined space and the lady was coming through, plus size lady, and it's early in the morning. I'm not really a morning person anyway. And she's like, you know, I'll move. And she comes in like this loud and boisterous, you know, from across the room or whatever. So I was talking to another lady and we look at each other. We just look, kind of don't say nothing, you know, what's understood, don't have to be explained. So as she gets closer, you know, she's moving, all this other kind of stuff. So, you know, we move a little bit. But the space, you know, really isn't that large type of deal. So right. the final time, you know, she walks up on us and, you know, 
move. You're not as kind. Hey, I just kind of put my head down, and as she's passing, I said, you know, you can say excuse me. Mm-hmm. And so when I said that, she turned around, and she, like, started rolling her neck and, like, walking up on me. And Eric, look, now we all know that's, like, the universal sign for, you know, right? <laughs> like, what you trying to do? Right. I, I flipped, and I lost it. So as she walking to me, I take one step towards her. I called her out her name. I, you know, I got belligerent with her because I told her you didn't disrespect us three times, and I, you know, I went there with her, and because right. she was a larger type lady, like I scared her. Like nobody had really ever went off on her or challenged her like that. So in that moment, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, sometimes you got to chop some people down. Now standing right here, I really don't regret it because as we gonna find out later. Everything happens for a reason. We don't get right. that later. <laughs> and so, right. but I don't regret it because she needed to be chopped down a peg or two. Like, you can't talk to, to anybody like that. And when I actually challenged her on it, she backed down. She was really just used to bullying people. So, in that particular situation, I'm not going to say that I was right or even that I handled it right. But I want to say um, I felt it was necessary and also justified. So, I understand what you're saying where you're just like, nah sometimes you gotta chop them down pick it yeah so like I'm gonna give an example of of me not really I'm gonna say this one of the things that I feel like is um a, it, it's a defense but it is toxic it's people who are overly defensive um I feel like mm. they're going to cause issues in no matter what situation they're in and I honestly feel like that comes from a place of not facing yourself for real not you know not telling yourself the damn truth mm, kind of like living in denial yeah you know what I'm saying like when I've dealt with people who get defensive <laughs> very quickly or it don't even be something that, that should offend you at all but it's like being told you wrong or taking actual constructive criticism and taking that and actually doing something with it that makes them go into a defense where it's instantly an argument that type of behavior is is toxic to me, and that's I don't even like being around people who who move like that. If you can't take something that somebody say, and even if it may not apply for the moment, okay, I understand what you're saying. You ain't got to argue with somebody if it ain't the truth. If it ain't facts, why are you arguing? Why are you defensive if it ain't true? If I feel like people who get offended by things they don't like, it's because it hit home. Yeah, like, like the saying goes, only, only, a, only mm -hmm. a hit dog bark. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So people who are overly defensive, I feel like they toxic. Especially like like I know you don't be on social media like that, but if you be on get on someplace like Facebook and you post something that somebody may see and be like, they get offended. Here they here they go with a whole paragraph. You'd be like, you didn't even have to say nothing. If it hit home and you didn't like it, just take the message and go somewhere with it. Sit down with it, contemplate why it hit you so hard and, and figure out on your end, how to fix it. You ain't got to write a whole paragraph on a post where everybody going to look at it and now you got an argument going. Yeah. Because you just like what somebody say. The other thing I think is toxic is um people who always play the victim. I really mm. hate individuals like that. I, like, and I, I hate to use the word hate. Victim, but you mean like nothing's ever their fault? Nothing is ever their fault. I got you. Those kind of individuals are toxic because they have an issue with taking accountability, period. 
no if you were them. <laughs> I cannot deal with people who have that problem. People who who instantly, whenever something go wrong, like I ain't even about to be funny, but for real, for real, I got somebody around me now who as soon as something go down is, why you do that? But wait a minute. Uh, my reaction came from your action. <laughs> I so, got one of them close in my life as well. So, like, how we point the finger at me, but we ain't pointing at you. Right. It's always somebody else's fault. And I really do not like being around people who move like that. Yeah, um, I think those are uh, the most, I want to say the most toxic person. Because, I mean, like, if you can't accept responsibility for your actions, you know, even if you don't want to do it, you know, all by yourself, you can't be like, man, you know, I was tripping. I ain't going to admit it in front of them. But, you know, I was tripping. Like, <laughs> but most of the people, like, you're just, like, what I, when I didn't, what I envision, what you're describing is people, like, when you talk to them, like, they really be like, have no clue. The more you talk to them, they'd be like, no, like this happened because this person did this. And if they want to do that, then would none of this, would none of this be happening? Everybody just messing with me. And you'd be like, what? Right. (laughs) What? Did you hear yourself? Right. Right. And to me, like, there's no reasoning, you know, with that kind of individual. Exactly, and that's the that's the part that's, that's bad because, like, I said something the other day to a person, um, because I'm like, every time I turn around, you point the finger, but like, I'm like, do you ever take a look? Is just step back and be like, let me look at my part in this, and then actually address that part because sometimes if you just take a step back and look at it and be like, okay, if I would have never did this, would none of this other shit be going on? But you don't do that because you're so busy wanting to be angry at somebody else that you don't look at yourself. And then for some of those individuals, it takes them a long time for they take a look at themselves and actually evaluate their movement or their actions, their part in in the situation, which is bad because you be done fell out with somebody all because of what you did, all because of your choices. But but because you're upset with them because of their reaction, everything is their fault, even your movement. And not to you decide one day to say, hey, okay, I have been in seven situations like the same thing. Maybe it's me. It took you seven situations? That months part. apart to decide, hey, let me look at myself? I don't know where that, that mindset comes from. I know that when I was reading, it said that um certain behaviors uh, uh that display toxicity come from like low self-esteem, which I can see. Um mental health conditions Ooh, and narcissistic behavior and childhood trauma, which I get the childhood mm-hmm. trauma. I already said that, but narcissistic behavior is one of the biggest things, which people say that word is used overly too. But a lot of people who have severe toxicities, they also are very narcissistic. Hey, it's so funny that you say that the particular person that I have in my <laughs> significant other was just like the most narcissistic, like to she was to the point I don't even think you know it. Hey, <laughs> 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 when you put it like that, it's just like, mm, 
and I just remember her being so serious. So when you said that, like narcissistic, I'm just like, hmm, okay, like, you know, maybe she had a point. It's just like, oh man, that was just funny to me. Yeah, I, I like, you know, I had asked somebody recently, like, do you think you're narcissistic? They was like, no, but the word again is used so much that they got offended before they even thought about it. Like, okay, well, tell me how or characteristics of being a narcissistic. And I was just like, they didn't even ask me the question. It was just no. So I was just like, oh, okay, so you don't want no truth, do you? <laughs> you don't want no truth because I know the word probably sounds offensive because it's like I'm calling you something bad or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like even if I was called that by someone, like I've been called selfish before. But I was called selfish by a person who's very selfish. So I don't even look at that. <laughs> Pot calling the kettle, huh? Like, like for real? You know what's like, crazy? I'm, I said, I want to ask you this question. Like, do, and I hate to like this, break it. Like, do you know any women? Because as I'm thinking, it's like, I really only know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like men. And I don't know if it's that. You know that you know women bear it all on their shoulders, and it's like, man, we ain't got time to be blaming stuff on other people. Okay, it happened, you know, because you know the I mom in the house. Bro, we 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 take situations and we become wiser. I think that I, I I don't I can't tell you that I know a person who's narcissistic as far as a woman is concerned. I I let me take it back right I now. Just, I just want to say like someone who like who never accepts responsibility for like. Anything ain't nothing they fault, it's always the other person. I honestly have not ever met. Let me take it back. I'm about to take it back again. Okay, I've known somebody as a female who has thought they didn't do anything wrong before. I don't know because I didn't stick around to see if that ever changed, but I do know someone who felt that way. But here's the part that makes it confusing because sometimes an individual can just dislike how you move because it's not according to what they would do. And that's a problem for them. And in some ways that makes you the person who's selfish or narcissistic or whatever the case is, where they, they, they make they seem they make it seem like you think about yourself only because you don't move how they want you to move, right? So like I guess in those situations, it really just depends. But for some people, like like the situation, like when I was talking to you earlier today, selfish is selfish. So when you move about a, about a, in a way where don't nobody matter but you, don't nobody matter as far as how you move, treat them or the results of what you do, that's selfish. When don't nobody matter outside of you, that's selfish. Now, if it comes to something like where you're saying I'm I'm self-care, self-love, or I'm taking care of myself, that don't mean you don't you don't care about nobody else. That don't mean that if somebody called you, you wouldn't go help them. But in the moment, I am my focus. But people who are narcissistic don't tend to care about others outside of them. They don't care about their actions towards other people. They don't care if it harms you, if it hurts you. Their focus is them and whatever they want. And that particular behavior is toxic to other people because you harm others in your in your pursuit. Mm. And you don't care. Man. But I haven't really been around any women who move that way. And I just feel like, I'm not going to say that there's none exist because I'm sure somebody else listening to this be like, yeah, I know somebody. Right. But 
I'm gonna say that when I look at it in in a, in a different way, if I'm talking to somebody like I'm talking to a significant other and I'm telling you what I want, right? Mm-hmm. To you, you might feel like, okay, so okay, just what you want. But what if I don't want to do that? Then is there a problem? It's like it's, it's, it'll it'll make it seem like I'm giving an ultimatum. No, but these are my boundaries. These are, this is what I I want, and this is what I will accept and won't accept. So that is that it may be an ultimatum. Yes or no, you you with it or not. But essentially, that's not me being selfish because somebody else will look at it and say, "Well, do you even care about what I want or not?" No, go ahead and speak your your your, your truth. Go ahead and tell me what you want. What I'm giving you though is what I will or what I said. They don't make me selfish. It it makes me um aware of what I can handle. But it don't make me selfish. So I that word, I guess just like narcissistic and toxic can be like it's very broad because it's so much that goes into it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when they say, you know, toxic behavior for people comes people who are narcissistic or whatever the case is in the definition of narcissistic they're selfish people right but your selfishness can be because i guess maybe you're trying to to build an empire and you got to go in with tunnel vision in order to get there like i literally just saw a post from um this guy and i I can't remember exactly what it said but basically it just it was more or less like saying um basically not letting somebody get in your way like like his focus like my money money is my focus this year no nobody's getting in my way of making this money basically is what he was saying um and so i was just like okay i get that part you know what i'm saying i i get it but it's i kind of i'm like that's maybe a little bit different in in a sense but that was you know that's his focus um so i don't know Okay, so we talked about like um, toxic behaviors. But I feel like toxicity comes in many forms. I yeah. believe your the company you, the company you keep or your surroundings, uh, or maybe your you know your inner circle, or right. it could be you know your immediate family. I feel like um, those things can be toxic as well, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to, uh, God, I, I don't want to say like balance toxicity, but um, I'm trying to think of maybe how I want to uh, describe it. Um, I guess I want to say some people you just kind of have to love from a distance type of deal. Mm-hmm. I know the older that I get, like sometimes, um, uh, I don't say I have a few friends. I know I at least have one. If I think about it, it may be, you know, maybe more. But mm-hmm. um, I know I at least have one. You know, you had that person that called you, and every time they call you, like, ain't nothing going right. Like, it's always right. raining. It's always raining in their world. I mean, right. it exists. You know, I'm talking about on the perfect July day, holiday barbecue, and you called him, and, you know, how you doing? You know, what's up? Ah. Oh, it's- I ain't doing that good. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's just like, you know, if I call you 10 out of 10 times, it's just like you're never having a good day. It's nothing ever positive going on. You always going through something. I've had to learn that at times, like some of those people, I have to step 
away from that mm-hmm. because um I'm a firm believer that you know uh hey it's news all energy is neither created nor destroyed simply transferred from one thing to another Right. So I start to notice, like, I'm calling these people and, you know, and trying to be, oh, man, I'm be a supportive friend. I'm going to do this. Let's talk about it. You know, crying my shoulder. And next thing you know, I want to be on my blanket in my pajamas at 3 o'clock watching Lifetime all day. And I'm just like, look. <laughs> you know? For real, for real. That's, yes. that's a lie. That's yes. a lie. Because I say that all the time. I say I am very sensitive to people's energies. So when you walk in, a, in my house, you got an attitude. I got one too. It instantly. It is. It, it's like that dang old movie with 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 uh, Denzel Washington when he they, they walking past and touch each other's shoulder and the spirit was just passing oh, through. Oh yeah, was it falling, yeah. falling, falling? Yeah, this yeah. spirit was passing through the fingers and stuff to the shoulder to the wherever they was touching. It's it's like that with me when I'm around people. <laughs> The energy is off. I instantly feel it. Like sometimes I, when I was younger and I didn't really know what it was, I didn't understand it. I'd be sitting in the office just crying. I'd be like, "What the hell am I crying for? I ain't got nothing to cry about." But it wasn't my energy that I was picking up on with somebody else's. So you know, that's when later on somebody was like, "Well, you're like an empath." I was like, "Girl, what is that? I don't even know what that is." <laughs> um, <laughs> what is that? Just stop, stop name dropping. I don't even know what that is. Let me go look it up. But I didn't even know what it was, you know what I'm saying? But I was picking mm-hmm. up on everybody's energy. So I'm very sensitive to energy. So when it comes to like, sometimes I don't even consider it toxic behavior, but I can say that um, I just know that there's certain environments that I can't be around. That's the reason why I don't like going to big parties and stuff like that, because it's too many people and it's too much that I'm going to pick up on. And I don't also like being at events where I know people don't get along with each other in certain aspects. Because right. that's energy I pick up on too. <laughs> so I, had to, I just don't crazy. like. Yeah, I don't like being around stuff like that because I already know me. You know, so not I don't have to know you. I already know me. So if I know there's some funky energy around, that's a problem with me. And I don't even like doing it in my own house. So if I'm feeling sad or something, or you know, something's on my mind, and it's I like to isolate myself. I will stay in my room. I will stay away from everybody all day long. If that might include me not eating nothing all day long, but I will stay away from people because I don't like transferring my energy onto somebody else, especially when it's not positive. Right. I definitely get that. I have plenty of times where it's just like, sometimes I just need to like, you know, be in my own zone, my thing. And I'm not going to say there's something necessarily wrong. It's one of them days I need to stay here. You know, I'm not mad or anything like that. I just kind of like, you know, just need to little bit of me time so those times you know I may you know put the phone on silent and I might just have like a day to myself it's crazy my mother has always been like girl you need your me time you just get crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's just like every since I was ever since I was younger you know when I was younger I might go in my room and I might just read all day I'm not necessarily in the you know bad mood or anything like that but I just need that time just you know for me to regroup reflect do whatever it is I want to do and chill you know the next day I'm back at it type of deal. You know, same thing now. I might just be in my house, chilling, getting my energy right, you know, relaxing, might burn a little sage. And, you know, next morning, get up, turn the radio on, and here we go, you know. Right. Bounce back like, you know, nothing ever happened. I do think it's definitely important, um, yeah, to have those alone moments to kind of, like, defeat toxicity, if that makes sense. I mean, I think we all need alone moments, period. Just, I mean, you need some time to yourself. Like, I used to, I'm still that person, though, where I just uh, dive off and put my headphones in and listen to music forever, um, dive off and just start writing, or I'll just take a drive to the park and sit out there. 
mm-hmm. for forever, even though I don't like mosquitoes and it's still kind of warm out here. But like you do need those those that that time frame. Um, I will say though, like when it comes to the term toxicity, I think there's a lot of things that fall under that particular umbrella. But I think though that within it a lot of it comes from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like giving examples, the things that we may have adjusted ourselves to as children or maybe, you know, during your your, your mid-20s or something, maybe it's something that you went through that you just decided, I'm not going through no more, so this is what I'm going to do to counteract that. You know what I'm saying? But we carry it with us because we feel it's okay, but it might not be beneficial in the next situation. Like they always say, um, those things they be saying where, you know, deal with your childhood, be dig your childhood trauma so you don't take it into your adulthood or so you don't pass it on to your kids. I think we do that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the things that is toxic for us, you know, with myself and my sisters, but it was, it was learned behavior is that we shut down opposed to opening up when we go through shit, right? So, Ooh, yeah. Um, that's a, a horrible toxic behavior because not until I was watching like Ayanla where she was like, that's not good. Like shutting down, don't do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really learn that until like a certain point where I learned that I will shut down and hold everything in until I literally blow up. And at a point where I'm, I blow up, I literally don't give a shit who I hurt in that moment because I have been holding in and hurting it the whole time. But that's my fault. You know what I'm saying? But it's a toxic behavior, especially if you're in a serious relationship or you're in a relationship anyway that you probably do want or want to work or whatever, where instead of you talking to that individual and letting them know what's on your mind, what's hurting, whatever the case is, you decide, I just ain't going to say shit. You decide silence is the answer to the shit when silence really harms it because you ain't talking about nothing. Nothing's being taken care of, nothing's being handled. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a toxic trait, period. I definitely believe that. I believe that statistically speaking, uh, in the past, it was one of them things where it's like, even like my mother now, this is like, you know, baby boomer, baby boomer range. And uh, black people don't be going to see nobody. It's like, we don't do that. Like, we could, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was just the mentality. Like, we don't see strengths. We don't get help. We don't do this. We don't do that. And I'll be telling my mama, it's just like, look, that has changed. Like, you need to get some help. Like, that's not cool. Like, right. you need to work this out, or is this going to continue um, to trickle down the generations type stuff? And it's like, you don't even really realize why you do that behavior because you haven't taken the time to you know evaluate it or even like you said open up to realize that hmm this is just a defense mechanism right you know i do that in re in reaction to this so it's just like why does this particular thing trigger me or hurt me and so i know for me i was the first one in my immediate family i'm like you know what like i'm tired of this like if everybody keeps saying the you know, the same thing, you know, some years back when I first, you know, left home to, uh, look, some years, like, it's been a little while, no, I ain't gonna say how long, but <laughs> I remember when I first got in the military, people would be like, they'd be like, you angry, like, why are you so angry? I'm like, I ain't angry, and it's just like, my first, it's just like, when I was younger, like, my first thing is, you know, like, we can get it on, we can go outside, you know, let's, let's go, and people kept saying, like, what's, what's wrong with you? Why are you always in a fight? And I'm, and I'm just like, I just can't 
Kansas City. Like, what are you talking about? All day. You know, <laughs> just, just straight ratchet. Like, didn't have a clue. Like, this is the way we do it. But as I started seeing, like, other people, and like you said, if everybody's telling you something, because at first I was like, man, they crazy. Like, where you from? Like, you crazy. You know? But more and more people kept telling me that, like, you're angry. Like, what's wrong with you? Why do you always want to fight? Like, why is that always your first solution mm-hmm. to everything? So at a certain point, I was just like, hey, you know, something can't be wrong with everybody. Like, and I was looking like I was really the only one. Like, they wanted to fight at a drop of a hat. Like, you know, over over nothing. Uh, looking at me wrong or whatever the case may be. And so as people continue to tell me that, I was like, okay, okay, well, let me see how they handling this, and I slowly but surely, like, begin to evaluate my, everybody's telling you the same thing, you know, uh, eventually, you have to look within, right, so that's what I did, and so from that point, I was like, okay, you could do things different, I got to know people from, you know, different backgrounds or whatnot, it's like, you know, you can, you can talk to somebody, you know, you can work this out, and so I learned a different way, Mm-hmm. But I had to be removed from my environment uh, in order to first be introduced to that. And I think that's what a lot of people uh, do not have. I once read somewhere that most people spend their entire life in a 16 block radius, mm. which is crazy. It's but if crazy. you think about it, but if you think about it, like you from Kansas City, right? Think about how many times you went to KCK. How many? Because I've been in Kansas City all my life. Was you? Man, look, it's just like I've been look, I've been Kansas City, Missouri, Jackson County all day, every day, and go to Wanda for what? And so when I thought about it, now I'm reading this, I'm just like, wow, like that's super crazy. Because the first thing, oh, you from Kansas, and I get an attitude from Kansas, you know, from Kansas, and it's like it's all the same thing. Like, no, it all ain't the same thing. It's just like I go to Wanda County. It's like I can for sure can count all my life on two hands there's no reason for me to be over there so when I read that and I started thinking like wow it's really hard to break outside of something and learn something new when you continuously traveling in them same 16 block in that same 16 block radius but it's also hard when you don't see nothing wrong and and then in the same breath it's also wrong it's also hard when you deny the truth so it, it within that you know what i'm saying that no matter where you are if you refuse to acknowledge it especially when you know it's something you know like like i knew it was something when i was in high school you know what i'm saying like i would revert to my room and write poetry opposed to talking to somebody but i also felt like i couldn't talk to anybody there was nobody around for me to talk to so at that point i felt like it was okay when i got older you know what i'm saying just getting older and, and becoming more wiser, I could tell, like, especially when you're dealing with another female, and not just a male, but another female, when you can see that you're dealing with somebody who knows how to communicate or requires communication, and you, the person, is like, mm, yeah, I'm good. I ain't got anything wrong. I ain't got anything talk about. You know what I'm saying? You're refusing to talk, so you know, you know, as you look at the situation, like, I'm being the difficult person here because I literally am refusing to communicate you know what I'm saying I had to learn that when I'm when I say I had to learn that I was probably like what 32 or something like that I was 32 
and I was talking to this female from my, was was my best friend, and she was like, "Why don't you want to understand the situation?" I'm like, well, "I don't give a shit. The fuck, I don't want to know." Like I don't, you know that that was my <laughs> that was my <laughs> that's how I came off because you know at the particular point I was still in a mindset where like if I'm supposed to know they would already broke down to me, Definitely. but in essence, you know, it was more or less the fact that I was being the combative person defensive because I was upset about the situation and instead of me looking at it from both sides which is something I have a hard time doing um, because that and that's the selfish part where I look at a situation and sometimes it's just what I what I prefer or I want in the situation I don't always look at it and say okay well let me try to figure out both sides of the, the coin no I don't do that all the time Okay, I don't do it all the time, but I do it sometimes. But in that particular situation, like I didn't, you know, it was like a, trying to understand a, a person and their choosing or their uh, mindset in regards to a situation compared to mine. And it was like, I don't understand why they feel that way. And she was just like, well, do you want to? I'm like, no, because they wrong. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like, no, because they wrong. What, the, what I need to understand? Like they wrong. You know what I'm saying? They upset because I don't understand their side. And I and I'm upset because they don't understand my side. It was just you know just button heads at the at the wall, like for real. But I, like if you don't want to to see it, you're not gonna see it. And in that moment, I didn't see the importance in it. I didn't not to after that. Then I was like, you know what? Um, I think I was talking to Amber, and Amber was like, "Well, do you ever think about like maybe how she grew up?" And I was like, "Bitch, why do you always gotta do that?" <laughs> that ah, the, that part. I gotta do that. So I was, then I was like, you know what? Well, let me just sit here and think. Like, okay, Holly, <sighs> could this be a little different? Could you at least uh, think about the other person? Maybe there is some trauma that she went through. Like, we even had that conversation talking about our mother. Like, you know, you know, sometimes your parents just ain't bad parents. They just been through some shit. They just refuse to tell you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, their behavior, in essence, you know, on the flip side, now it's toxic, but. It came from a place where they learned it too. It, it's like it, maybe it was a defense mechanism or something of that nature. But you know, I literally had to look at myself and be like, okay, so I have this issue. <laughs> like communication is something that I I I want from people, mm -hmm. but it's something that's hard for me to get, and that is in itself a little toxic. So I had to learn myself that in order to receive it I gotta give it and um address myself in regards to the places where I get hung up on the places where I guess I fear talking you know like like when I was younger I feared talking because the first time I did talk about something that was actually harming me nobody listened so when I talk about when I need to express myself in regards to something that's hurting me that's something I pause on doing um when it comes to talking about knowledgeable stuff I do that all day long but anything that pertains to dealing with my feelings, I always shy away from because in my childhood, whenever I needed to address that, I was ignored. So I can understand that. Yeah. So going into adulthood, if I'm talking to someone, and so when I'm if I'm talking to someone, I'm trying to express myself and they show me the same behavior as I learned or I've seen when I was a child, it makes me shut down. So if it looks like and it seems like I'm not being listened to. I stopped talking altogether. Hmm. But that I is, that. that's a trigger for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like talking to you earlier, like when you can speak, like when you have a conversation with somebody, a conversation is, is two parts, listening 
and responding, right? So, right. you know, you hear them out or whatever. But when you're talking to somebody and you may be, you may hear nothing. Mm -hmm. To me, I feel like you're not listening to me or you don't, you don't hear anything I'm saying. If I ask you a question or I express myself and essentially what I've expressed to you really re requires a response or should result in a response and you mm -hmm. don't say nothing or you say something like, I ain't got nothing to say, then I don't feel like talking no more. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that everybody is not like us. And when I say us, like going to speak like their exact mind type of deal. Mm -hmm. uh, some people, you know, simply, I think you have to know who you're dealing with because I've talked to people and I think this is, begins to um you have to know what kind of person you're dealing with like mm -hmm. some people just want to vent mm -hmm. and i'm just i i'm just gonna say one of our sisters is like that mm -hmm. she really don't want no advice <laughs> 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 she just want she just want to vent and get it off so it's just like i think you have to know what you're dealing with versus like what you said like when me and you talk i know like you're looking uh for feedback like you know like hey am i wrong because some people want to know like i want to know like hey you know am i wrong do you think i'm wrong could i have handled that differently you know what about this what about that so some people want that feedback but some people don't so if somebody's not giving you that feedback I'm going to say maybe they don't feel comfortable doing that. So a lot of times I would just say, you know, like, hey, tell me, because depending on who it is, like um, with you, like I just know, like, I can tell you what's on my mind. You know, even if you mad in the moment, you be like, let me call you back. Right. You might call me back the next day and be like, okay, I thought about what you said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I know, I know you're that kind of person. Like we're like pretty much similar in that, in that nature. But like some people some people are not it's just like you tell them the moment you disagree or tell them they was wrong they don't want to talk to you no more right you didn't defeat it you know you defeated your purpose so i think it just kind of depends on who you're talking to and you know like knowing uh that that person based on your relationship one thing that i will say is when you were talking about talking to somebody and needing feedback one of the things that i've had to work on that i found I didn't even know this was toxic. So earlier you had mentioned like somebody would be like, you know, well, what's wrong? Are you okay? Or, you know, what's on your mind? You're like, no, I'm good. Right. And I would do that not thinking. And it wasn't because um, they asked me was something wrong because obviously they knew something was wrong. But I would say I'm good because at that moment I would be in the place where I'm still processing this myself. Right. If I'm still processing it, I can't break down what's going on or, you know, um, articulate what's going on inside my mind until I actually straighten it out. Right. And so people would get mad and be like, so then, you know, particularly like in a relationship, they just stop asking. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, well, you know, every time I ask you, say you're good. And so it's like, you know, what's the point? It's like every time right. you're good. So it's just like, I just don't, you know, I just don't care no more. Or you got it. So, you know, I'm just going to wait for you to be cool. Then I'm going to come back. And so I had to learn to kind of be like, you know, hey, yes, something's bothering me right now. I really don't know how to articulate to you that to you at this moment. Let me process this for myself 
and then can we revisit and talk about this? Yeah. And that has worked uh, for me than just, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm going to get it. You know, I'm going to get it when I get it. I'm good. Then they'd be like, they, the other person felt shut out. So yeah. it's like that. And it was just like, you know, that's toxic. You can't do that. And I'm just like, well, how am I going to? That's like, you didn't say any of that to me. All you was just like, you was like, you good. How am I supposed to know all of that if all you say is you good? That was like, that means a lot, you know, or really nothing at all. So it's like, tell me, you know, hey, let me process this. Let me get myself together. I'm going to come back. We're going to discuss this at a later time. Okay, so let me ask you this, because I'm going to give this, uh, this is something that is is, is a current thing. <laughs> okay, do you think that um, when it comes to communication as, as a thing that can be toxic between um, for yourself or in relationships or whatever the case is, do you think it is something that both women and men have an issue with equally, or do you think one is worse than the other one? And the reason why I'm asking is this. Um, so... I'm going to give this example in regards to my own particular situation. When you deal with somebody who are like, like uh, when I was talking to Amber, one of the things that she had mentioned was uh, having tunnel vision in regards to a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can say, you know, that's one woman that I know that functions in that mindset. However, whenever I have tunnel vision in regards to getting something done, I don't block everything out. I do know that that's not everybody's case. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to communication, there are some people who have an issue with being emotionally available because they don't know how to deal with which is kind of like what you said, not really um, knowing what you're going through yourself. So you got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But in that instance, you know, going from women versus men, do you feel like men take longer for or they have a harder time doing it? Or do you think, you know, it might be across the board? I'm going to say men probably have uh, taken longer uh, to figure things out just because I would say, you know, stereotypically, uh, men are not very emotional creatures anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, say, and I say that because, like, let's say uh, um, we're in relationships and we not we may not be able to express what's going on to you know our significant others at that time but you know me you you know we all get on a you know facetime or three ways mm-hmm. whatever and we talk about it amongst ourselves get it together like okay now i know what to say you know right. and go back men don't do that men not <laughs> you know most men are not getting together and having some type of you know uh they definitely don't listen. yeah oh oprah powwow <laughs> and, you know it's like even they do like man you better get on out here with this soft stuff man what's wrong with you you know what i'm saying they have that mentality like so i feel like they don't have the i guess um support system that mm-hmm. women have so it's like you could talk to maybe your mama or your woman you know, but for us, it's like, you know, I'm going to talk to my mama. I'm going to talk to your mama. I'm going to talk to y'all, a couple of my cousins, <laughs> you know. It's just like, by the time I get to him, it's like, we can have a female conference. You know, bam, I got it. I know exactly what to say. Mm, this is what was going on. So in regards to the communication and toxic behavior, what if it's an individual who um, doesn't go to any outlet to have any conversation? because maybe they private, they don't want their business out there, 
but they also don't talk to their significant other. I think that's a horrible toxic behavior because it's a trait that they've learned somewhere, somehow, where they feel like it's best if they deal with it on their own mm-hmm. at the same time while leaving everybody else out that they really need to communicate with so they know what's going on. Right. I just, you know, in regards to dealing with toxic behaviors in that sense, you know what I'm saying? I would, a person dealing with something like that, I don't know how they would actually be able to deal with the situation because what is there for you to do? You know, because as soon as you start asking questions and nagging, if they still dealing with it, or maybe they decided, I, I thought about it today and I'm not thinking about it no more, but they haven't dealt with it, you get nowhere. I mean... It's like you really can't. Um, one of the things I tell people is just like um, express your truths, but you really can't um, dictate or control uh, how the other person reacts to it. And I said that to say, like, you can say what you need all day long, mm-hmm. but you can't be like, look, okay, you got to tell, you know to tell me what's on your mind or you know we're gonna be out here you know like are we funking tonight you know right. so uh i mean i don't know this might sound corny or whatever it's just like don't laugh don't laugh this is like you know i'll be thugging it out but sometimes <laughs> i have found to like writing letters one of my significant others um that i used to be with is like we would write and that sounds crazy but like to write something is just like one of those things where uh he's gonna you know he's gonna read it, process it. He can go back to it if it was far as that you know he didn't understand or whatever. Then he's gonna sit down you know and respond to it whether he decides you know to write back or to do it verbally. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think you had like I had one guy you know uh it sounds like crazy but you gotta do what works for you and just like he would communicate through like songs and stuff (laughs) (laughs) you know if he make messed up he might send me you know you know baby I'm sorry what's my name by Ruben and I'd be like really you just you could have said that you could call that was what he wanted to do you know it didn't kill me so I just adapted it's just like okay cool like I can do this um I don't know most I can say is just like what they say. Um, we from two different planets, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, I, you, gotta look, you just like, got to find that star that shoot from one planet to the next. That's all you need is to communicate. It's just like however you got to, you just got to figure it out. I think that's the part to make it so difficult because I think like it don't matter for real, for real. I feel like no matter where you're from, if you're using the excuse of anything in regards to a difficulty of communicating, you just don't want to. And because with a lot of things, it's a simple answer to a question or, you know, even expressing yourself. To me, again, expressing yourself has to do with you acknowledging yourself first. So if that's something you don't do on a regular basis, you ain't going to be able to do it with nobody else. But I don't know. Communication is like across the board. So it don't matter if I'm from South Africa and I and I just learned English yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to try my best to, to get it across, even though I'm using an app to tell you what the hell I'm trying to say. But, you know, it's, it's something that's necessary. You know, it's necessary 
across the board. I don't care if it's a, a business relationship, a, a, a serious one, a friendship is necessary, especially, you know, if you there's something, something you need to express or you need yeah. to share with that person. Not to say that you speak to your friends daily or, or anything like that, but when you do talk, knowing how to communicate is important. And communicating ain't just about the words that come out your mouth. It's also about the tone of voice you use. Because I don't talk to anybody who talk, who is um who has a tendency to talk down. Um, that's one thing I don't do, period. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Um, I... I don't like talking to people who cuss 24-7 or every every other word of their mouth is cuss word. I'd be like, you can't figure out no other word to put in a place of fuck or damn or bitch. Bernie like, Mac. You can't find no other word. <laughs> like they didn't Bernie Mac you out that whole like, conversation. Seriously. Like, you know, I think that, that's, that's one of the most embarrassing things. Like, I used to be around somebody who every time he went to the store, he'd be like, you nigga. I'd be like, man, shut your ass up. Every time you go in the store, you just act a fool. Like, everybody would just want to see that kind of shit. Like, Learn how to talk. Like you don't know how to talk. I I really hate that. I really hate it. Um, one of the last things I was thinking about in regards to I had seen uh about toxicity is I watched a video when a man said that if you can't be away from your mate without thinking they doing something wrong, <laughs> that oh, is called codependency and that's toxic. Yeah. I, I, I know, I, I know at least one of them. <laughs> I know at least one of them. So I was like, let me just dissect this for a little bit, okay? Codependency, where does it come from? How does it get started? Mm. thing because I was just like mm, I don't think that's just romantic relationships I know uh, parental mm-hmm. uh, relationships particularly if we look at the if we looking at the black community you know uh, black women and their sons mm-hmm. uh, how does it start um I always say that, you know, codependency is, it, but I always look at it from one aspect, but I had to think about it in other aspects, even when it comes to like children. Mm-hmm. So I always say it's a circulation in regards to a person who needs to be needed um, um, or wants to be needed at all times. And Ooh. a lot of people who are codependent are typically the givers. I could, I could definitely agree with that because I believe that the black women when it comes to like their sons uh they give them a place to stay but they're like they're the ones who pretty much be falling apart if they don't go i'm gonna say it comes like um especially like in romantic relationships i think it's just a comfort zone thing Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like sometimes they say oh it's better to deal with the devil that you know type of deal Mm-hmm. I think it's just a comfort. It's just like, as I'm thinking right now, I have, you know, know a couple, been together since they was young. You know, I call them happily miserable. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I mean, they they really are. It's just like, they're just happily miserable. They're, you know, really can't be, you know, away from one another. But when they're together, you know, um, they arguing, you know, um, it's just this super crazy relationship, 
but you know, but they go be be boxing over each other, you know. He go be beating up, you know, dudes, and she go be beating up chicks. And I'm I'm so serious. And it's just like that's and it's just like that's their thing. And I just be like, but y'all can't stand each other. Not just, and when you ask them, they be just like, well, we've been we've been together, you know, we've been together, you know, 15 years. And I'd be like, Yeah, but y'all might live another 30. So it's like because y'all been wasted this first 15, y'all gonna be miserable a whole nother 30 plus because of what? And it's just, it's just crazy, but I just think it's just comfort. It's what they know. They're comfortable with it. Um, yeah, I think it's all about comfort, for real. Scared to stretch outside of your uh, comfort zone for whatever reason. On some level, you feel like this is what you deserve, or this is all you're capable, this is the best you can do. So I look at it and when it comes to relationships in a different sense, because like when I watched the video, I think mainly when he was saying it, it was like, there's trust issues. So I can see codependency stemming from trust issues. Um, and it, with the trust issues, I feel like a part of that is control. So mm-hmm. if a person has done you wrong in the past, that same individual has done you wrong in the past, you don't feel like you can trust them when they outside of your realm. So there is a control component to the codependency, whereas you feel like if they are in your space, you know exactly what they're doing, so they can't be doing wrong. So you have control over the situation. If they're not in your space, that's a problem because you don't know exactly what they're doing. But I feel like that also is included in the fact that as a giver, you don't do shit for yourself. So, <laughs> so if you had some time or put some time into your damn self, that wouldn't be your focus. But that's another topic. But I feel yeah. like when he said, when he was talking about it, it had to do with trust and control more than um, being comfortable in the zone. Because I, I think when people get to the point where they are codependent, where they're clingy, one thing I hate, when they clingy, it comes from, um, one, a lack of attention, and they want attention. Um, two, it is an, it's a need for them because they require some type of closeness or whatever the case is. And maybe some they just be, they just used to. That person gave that to them. They didn't have it before, so they don't want to lose it. Cool. And again, there's, you know, when it comes to trust, there's a control mechanism. When it comes to children, one of the things I said in regards to my son is I didn't want him to be codependent. So mm-hmm. a mama's boys tend to be very latchful. They latch on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the mother's job to remove that so that they can grow themselves. You know what I'm saying? So they can mm-hmm. mature into something on their own, not mature into what you want them to do or wait for you to tell them what to do mature into their own person you have people who um are baby by their mothers for sure they are baby by their mothers and they may not feel like they latched on or they codependent Mm -hmm. but every time they need something they run to mama so yes they are codependent and every time they run mama she do something about it so they still codependent they don't know how to function on their own 
or to do shit that they need to do as an adult. And that was the one thing I said in regards to Caleb that I didn't want him doing. So listen, I'm going to give you money every week. You better figure out how you're going to spend it because you got to get your hair cut. If you need some more underwear, you got to get it yourself. You need some socks, you got to get it yourself. You need some shoes, make sure you save your money so you can get it yourself. You can't run to me for everything as you get older. Because not that I won't be there for you mentally or supportively, but I won't have my hand out every time you come. Gotcha. We you fall into something that you put yourself into. So as a mother, yeah, I think women, and I, I you know, we could say black women, but I feel like I, I see that across the board, though. Women tend to baby the boys. And I, I saw that um, in a post one day. Somebody said, why do, why are women so hard on girls but so soft with boys? God, and I, get me started on that Willie Lynch letter now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, I kind of was like, damn, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that when, when Kayla was young, you know, it was more or less uh, catering to him all the time. And that wasn't just me, it was everybody, but catering to him because he was, he's the only child. But as he got older, you know what I'm saying? You can see the effects of catering to a child because they feel like they don't do shit wrong. Or they feel like they okay with doing shit when they're not supposed to be okay with. So mm -hmm. it had to go from that to, I'm about to beat your ass, okay? If you don't mm -hmm. sit your ass, I'm about to beat your ass, do it again. That's that's something you don't do. You know what I'm saying? It, like, I had to to bring in the other side of the softness where it's like, okay, um, you can't play with you no more because now you, you think everything's a game or you think everything is okay when it's not. So the codependency comes from the home. You know what I'm saying? When, when you accept everything that they do and you don't reprimand them or they don't get in trouble or they don't get corrected, um, that codependency, thinking that they write all the time, or because they never are told they're wrong, they take that other places. Like when he was in middle school or elementary school, I remember his teacher calling me saying, okay, he's doing bad in class, but he's so sweet. And I'm thinking to myself, bitch, what the fuck that got to do with an F? <laughs> like, for real, like, are you serious? Like, you know what I'm saying? So his sweetness kicked in and they was giving him what he wanted, even though he wasn't passed. I'm thinking to myself, that's how y'all keep the black kids down because you're not going to call, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to teach them how to do it right. You going well? He was nice. I didn't want him to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like tell him he was in trouble. Mm -hmm. Tell that boy he's in damn trouble. Like what the hell? So I'm like, you know, that continued on to school. You know what I'm saying? And to the point where I felt like when I had moved, like he needed a male teacher, a male teacher who wasn't gonna kiss his ass or be like, he is so handsome. Why do women do that shit? I hate that shit. Like I don't, I don't care know. if he handsome. I, I don't care. I want him to have a, a A in the class or a B at least. I don't give a shit what he looked like to you. Teach him something and tell me what to do. Tell me what he's working on so I can work on that shit at home. I don't want to hear nothing about what he looked like, period. But that codependency, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, it, it started home, but there are other places where, you know what I'm saying? Even if you are trying to check it at home, where it might be somewhere else where kids still feel like they need it. You know what I'm saying? Like even when Caleb got to like, middle school and shit like if something's hard for him if it's hard he gives up opposed to he should have trying harder or trying to figure out a different route to take to, to figure it out mm -hmm. and so i literally had to attack that mentality where it's like no that's not it we're not doing that mm -mm. nope there's a reason why you need to finish and we're gonna get it done not me i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna help you with it but you're gonna figure it out yourself like having to figure out how to problem solve is something that all children need i'm gonna say men especially because they be seeming to have a hard time dealing with situations like i know a grown-ass man right now with dealing with situations like if it ain't easy he ain't doing it yeah 
So when I saw that in the video, I was like, yeah, that's that's some toxic shit too. Um, controlling and being codependent, all that, like, that's a strain on certain situations and relationships because, you know, it might be too much for the other person because they definitely are not like that. And they may not know how to handle a person like that. They may not, you know, they might not even be, they may be an equal person where they give and take. But when you feel like you got to give all the time, that's a strain on the person. I don't care. I wish that's a strain. So, I don't know. So, it's just like, in, how do you think um, a person with any form, you know, of uh, toxicity, whether it be like, you know, the company that you're keeping or the energy that people are bringing to you or um, something that you're battling internally, how do you think you begin to uh, defeat that or correct it? I really feel like it comes from you acknowledging it in the first place. Like, it, people you hang around with. And you know, like, um, like I said earlier to you, when I watched the podcast, White Boy said, I don't want you hanging around me if you ain't making no money. Because he make money. You know what I'm saying? He don't want nobody around him begging he don't want nobody around him um, doubting what he does because that might affect him making his money. He don't mm -hmm. want the opposite around him. So if you have somebody that's, that's moving in the opposite direction as you or who has a lot of things going on that would affect you actually getting to where you want to go to, you acknowledging that that's the wrong company to keep is the first key. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, if I'm acknowledging that I'm sensitive to other people's energies, I'm going to keep take myself out of the arena. I'm going to move on back. I'm not going to all these events. I'm not going to be in all these places when I know that I'm affected by that. When I know that it changes how I'm moving right now. When it comes to toxicity, any of those behaviors or traits or whatever the case is, if you acknowledge it first off, you know what I'm saying, and say, hey, this is me. This is a problem that I have. Then you make it a point to take the steps to change your behavior the way that you need to. And maybe you don't know how to start off doing it. But at least mm -hmm. acknowledging it and saying, okay, I'm going to work on it or work towards something better is the way to get started. You may not know exact steps to take or whatever the case is. Like I said, I went with the therapy. That wasn't the first step I wanted to take. I, I would sit here and talk on the phone with my sister all day long and feel like we didn't solve the problem on the phone. But get <laughs> off the phone. <laughs> but get off the phone and still be in that same uh, mindset. Because see, I didn't, when I went to therapy, I would have never got that from my sister. Say, hey, take it back to your childhood and let's figure it out all the way from back there. I would have never got that from her. We're going to deal with the current situation and then go from there. We're not going to go all the way back to see where it even stemmed from to move forward. Just like, you know, when it comes to being diagnosed with something, they don't test your blood for all different types of markers and different things that you're missing and hormones. You might not be, you know, functioning at full length. They take mm -hmm. the symptoms and they say, hey, all these contribute to this particular diagnosis mm -hmm. and they give you medication for that particular symptom not the whole total total issue just that symptom you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. when it comes to like really diving in and actually addressing yourself you got to take it all the way back figure out you know what i'm saying look at it look at yourself in your own situation or the situations you've been in and want to take accountability for you mm -hmm. 
You got to want to take accountability for yourself. It can't be somebody else telling you. You got to want to do it yourself. Yeah, I can. I definitely uh, agree uh, with that. Because if you don't, I mean, like you said, if you don't ever do it, it's just going to be a repetitive behavior. They say, you know, things keep coming back to you until you learn. Until you get it right, they keep they keep coming back. I think it's time to get to you know a little bit worse. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna tell you, I had a friend. I kept telling him, it's like I kept telling him the same thing, same thing, same thing. They thing, he's like, man, God punish me. I'm just, I'm just trying to tell him, like, bro, you not listening. He's <laughs> just like, you know, you been knocking your head up against this concrete, like you not listening. And uh, hey, just like yeah, I definitely um get it. I kind of think it's um fifty fifty. I think number one is uh knowing you, like you said, taking time to e uh evaluate, like hey, like what really, and just really being honest with yourself, like what mm-hmm. really makes me, you know, do this or react this way, type of deal. And, mm-hmm. like, once you can be honest with yourself about, you know, hey, I was hurt, so, you know, that's why I react this way when, you know, this happens type of deal. I think that's about 50% of the battle, you know, is that acknowledgement. To me, that's the um, the hardest part because, like you said, you have to open up, you know, in order to realize that and depending on who you are and what that trigger is that may be some stuff that happened you know 20 you know some years ago and so um sometimes you know you can mentally block things out and that can be hurtful which is why people don't want to travel back to that but once you do that the real work can begin for you to be like, okay, now that I know what causes that, you know, what my trigger is, why I begin to, you know, block this thing out and, you know, how I develop this toxic, you know, behavior, you know, now you can get to the, you know, the other side of it where it's like, this is what I'm going to do to change it. And you were saying something early and I was thinking I didn't get a chance to say it. I believe that, um, Defeating toxicity is um, continuous. Mm-hmm. So it's not one of them things where it's just like, uh, yep, I did it. I'm done. You know, uh, I figured it out. This is what I'm going to do. That's it. You know, right. in 15 minutes, it's solved. It's like, this is what I'm going to do. Because, you know, sometimes subconsciously, like I said, it's just like you can, you know, revert back to things. So, um, I believe it's a continuous, it's like a practice, you yeah. know, it's something continuous that you continuously have to work at because life is ever evolving. Right. So you continuously have to, you know, um, work to keep these things out of your life or to not revert back to bad habits uh, right. type of deal. And once you realize that, it's just, you know, hey, make better choices. Yeah, hopefully, you know, I think some people have a hard time with that too. But again, like I said, I mean, it started, you got to start somewhere with it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Got to start somewhere. 
You gotta start somewhere with it. Well, that is the conclusion to our podcast. That was a great, lengthy, great topic to talk about. Um, the next one we're gonna come back with, I think, has to do with things happen for a reason. Um, which will likely be at the end of the week, you guys. So, um, thank you, Jay, for being a part of the podcast today. No problem. I always have fun. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. And that is it for Thoughts Drape. Until next time. Peace out.